Welcome to OKHR Leads, hosted by Tara Crowley and Rob Trotter. I'm Tara Crowley, and my current role is OKHR Certification Chair, and Rob Trotter is Sooner HR's President and also on OKHR's board. We are connecting with HR leaders in our community and hearing their story and what makes them tick. Hi, Rob. What's happening today? Hey, hey, Tara. I'm I'm a I'm a little frazzled today. I'm, I'm sorry. Really? Uh, barely, yeah, barely could make the podcast. Um, you know what Heidi Hartman, um, guest of episode number one, has asked okay. me to do? What? She asked me to be co-chair of this HR conference that's coming up in October, October twenty fourth and twenty fifth. And it's something I've never done. It's a totally stretch kind of activity for me. And I'm getting asked all these kinds of questions that I don't know the answer to and having to just kind of, you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. But mm-hmm. thank God, you know, I don't even know who our guest is today because I've been working on this. So I haven't <laughs> had to prepare. But uh, I, on the on the conference, thank God I've got a co-chair who is on it. She's oh. full of ideas, this go-getter, this Tell starter. Me. She introduced me to Slack, which is crazy and amazing. Right. Uh, full, full of ideas and energy. So I just feel so much better. So that reminds me that when we have a chance, we should totally reach out to Natalie Parrish and book her on this podcast. Oh my gosh. Do we have a treat for you, Robert Trotter? Yeah. Natalie Parrish is our guest today. Oh. Da-da-da. Perfect. I'm super excited. Yeah, so here is so I'm gonna put you at ease because <laughs> Natalie can maybe tell us a little bit more about this, but oh, also yes. we need to introduce her so that everybody Definitely. knows who we're talking to today. But Natalie is currently the HR manager at Overland Corporation in Ardmore. It seems Natalie has stayed close to Ardmore by going to college at Southeast Oklahoma State, which I know is not in Ardmore, but it's close. And then she followed up by getting her MBA. Um, Natalie has volunteered with Arbuckle Area SHRM as the president and for the past two years has been on OKHR's board in one of the most important and impactful roles as the secretary and treasurer. This requires paying for all expenses and keeping every note of what is occurring for OKHR, which leads me to ask, when will that role be split into two? So, Miss Natalie Parrish, we want to hear all about you. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for um, saying yes to chatting with us. Well, really saying yes to me because Rob didn't know that you were going to be on here yet. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm humbled. I- I'm a big fan of the show, and when you asked me to be on here, I was like, oh my gosh, I I feel like I'm among just some of my heroes, and it's just a great place to be. Well, you have been a big proponent for us, and so I am so excited that we get to chat with you and hear about um, your HR background and also um, your experiences, and then also a little bit about volunteering with OKHR and how uh, that has how you've gotten into it and things. But let's start at the beginning. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and then and how that led to your career and then your current experience? And so, and that can also feed into the volunteering side. Sure. So, um, like you said, I went and 
got my bachelor's um, in business administration um, from Southeastern. Uh, we're in Durant. I've never, you're right. I've never lived more than 30 miles from my mama. <laughs> I tell people that I, I, I went to Medill High School, went to college over in Durant, uh, back to Ardmore, then Medill, then Ardmore. Now I'm back in Medill. So I just can't seem to get too far from mama and that's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We all need so, our support. Yeah, so got the business degree there and then um, just kind of fell into a job working for the city of Ardmore. And um, one of my bosses at the time said, you know, I think you'd be really good in HR. And I was like, I don't even know what they do over there. They were the people that sent me for a drug test. Like I had no concept <laughs> or clue what, what it even was. Um, and so I learned and I became a generalist. And I had an amazing mentor there, Miss Barbara Hill. And she's the one who introduced me to our local SHRM chapter and said, there's this big organization of SHRM people out there that do HR stuff. And I was like, really? There's people like, oh, I guess every place has to have an HR. Oh, okay. So there's a big group of us. Um, so that was a fantastic uh, networking opportunity for me there. She was the treasurer um, for the local chapter. And when she left, I just fell into her footsteps and literally fell into them. I was not <laughs> trying to fill them at all. Um, but yeah, so I, I got to be a generalist there. Then um, moved on to um, King Aerospace. I got headhunted because of my connections at my local chapter. You know how that works. Um, <laughs> Yep, same thing, and the same thing at the next one. I was at Cross Timbers Hospice for about five years, and I lucked into that job again through connections through my local chapter. And then, um, yeah, so I'm here at Overland Corporation now. I've been here a little over a year, and um, it's different. It's fun, and I love my different experiences because I've been in government, which I mean, we pinch every penny, you know, it's taxpayer dollars that we're working with to a for-profit, um, you know, major airline dealing with the FAA and all of these other regulations to healthcare and, and ending that, you know, with COVID and stuff. So that was interesting. And it was also a nonprofit um, to now with Oberlin. And I'm in, back in construction uh, and I absolutely love it. We are a growing, fast-paced environment and, um I just, I thrive. I thrive. Right. right. So you've said that you've kind of fell into some roles and it also, I'm making a big assumption that you had to learn on the fly. And I think a lot of HR persons sometimes have to learn on the fly. Can you talk about how some of that um, changed for you or when you had to learn something new and what happened with that? Cause I can just think I'm sitting here thinking regulatory for you know, the DOT part that you're in, medical part, FAA, oh my gosh, those are all big things. They really are. And and really it all started simply because um, my HR mentor at the city of Ardmore, um, she started me off by saying, okay, you're going to be a generalist. And so I did the front window. I did some other stuff. But then when I moved um, into an office in the back, um, I started with job descriptions mm -hmm. and I started how that tied into workers' comp claims and those lifting requirements and all of that stuff. And so that was one of my very first big tasks is redoing all of the job descriptions for the city of Ardmore and the 
I mean, we had 300 employees, so lots of different titles in there that I had to do. Um, and then we worked on the handbook and I updated the handbook and got all that stuff done. And so getting those things under my belt were just phenomenal. And, and it helped me really understand the role of HR mm-hmm. and then going out to present that to all the people and getting to connect with them. And they're like, oh my gosh, what are we signing now? What are we doing? And I'm like, hey guys, I just want to see you face to face and say hi. And <laughs> I think at that point when I was going out and explaining the update changes, here's what we changed. Here's what we didn't, you know, they're no big deal. I just formatted it different. It's just a different font. It's no big, you know, this or whatever. Um, And seeing the connection with the employees that I made, I realized, oh, I might really like this stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it's just been a great experience for me just tripping into some of these roles. Um, I still don't really like the benefits or any of that stuff, but the employee connections and, you know, when they give me a text, you know, I'm sitting here watching my phone. Okay, do I have anybody? Anybody need me? Anybody need anything? <laughs> it's just fun for me to just say, absolutely, I'll be right there. Or, yep, let me email that to you. Or just be their cheerleader. You know, I think that's my biggest role in HR is to just back them up. They are the workers. I'm just here to help. <laughs> right. I was listening to a podcast today and the person who was speaking was just talking about connection. And I think HR has to do that. They have to be, uh, you know, they are promoting what executives or top line are promoting, but they're also, you know, kind of wrapping their arms around what employees need. And if employees feel comfortable coming to HR, wow, what a great experience and what, uh, you know, a way to impact them, but also from impact the company as a whole. So it's just kudos to you for making that important in what you do. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So how did you fall in uh, to volunteering? I don't even know how to live without volunteering. <laughs> um. I, I have volunteered since I was probably 10 years old. Um, years and years ago, my mom would take me down to Latex. I remember just doing stuff for the fair, volunteering through 4-H and FHA and picking up trash on the side of the road. I, I It's just been instilled in me that you volunteer. That's just mm-hmm. part of who you are. And um Thankfully, my mom had me very busy as a youngster, and it, it worked because as I grew up, um, I just kind of fell into some volunteer roles with Relay for Life and uh, started just doing some stuff for them, helping out here and there, ended up co-chairing and then chairing the whole event, and uh, then I found something else to volunteer for, and then when this came along, I was like, oh, this is a great volunteer opportunity because it really <laughs> benefits me you know, in my networking and all of that stuff. So I found my, my volunteer home is what I would call it. Cause I think everybody that likes to volunteer um, has different roads that they've gone down and they've been successful in them. But, you know, if you do like to volunteer, I think you need to find, um, you know, your group or your association that also benefits you the best. You need to benefit that association and that association needs to benefit the best from you. So right, I found my spot. <laughs> 
Right. Well, Rob talked about whenever, before we got to introduce you, he was talking about this conference that's coming up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I know that this, we're, we're not going over normal questions that we would normally go through, but I think this is really important and exciting. I want to hear about it. Yes, oh my gosh. tell us everything about it because that'll help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, Heidi Hartman emailed me with a big exclamation point a few weeks ago and I was like oh my gosh what does Heidi need this is important and um <laughs> asked me to, to be a co-chair for this conference and I was like heck yeah I will um it's gonna be right here in my backyard up in Sulphur at the Artesian which you guys just need to look it up it's the Artesian in Sulphur America um the theme of this conference is going to be resilience um, to connect and restore by OKHR. And it's just about you, what you need. What can we do as the OKHR state council and your district directors and your presidents? What can we do to help you guys get back in the game, get back to work? What do y'all need? Let's help you be resilient because that's what we are and that's what we have been for the last year and a half we've just been so resilient and um that's what this conference is about it's going to be there's going to be yoga there's going to be wine and cheese night there's going to be just all about you and we are so excited to bring something like this there's not going to be um like breakout sessions it's going to be all group stuff so you can see everybody's faces we're not doing a virtual piece it's all about who's there in person. And we're going to give extremely long, awkward hugs. <laughs> I think that sounds great. And I think we all need it. We do. <laughs> I um, think that this is one of those experiences. It seems like we are taking care of the first person so that that first person can take care of everybody else. It's um, my boss just sent me an article today and it was talking about um, I can't remember what they're calling it, but it's like the mass exodus of people turning over in jobs. And so I think this is coming at a perfect time of, you know, hey, we need to take care of this core group, you know, HR group and let's replenish them so that they can go out and hit the ground running in order to to replenish their businesses as well. So it sounds awesome. And we have the whole artesian. No way. Yes, way. <laughs> yes. we have wow. the whole ourselves. It's an HR takeover. That is amazing. That's going to be pretty special. Who, who coordinated that? I mean, who captured the artesian? That's awesome. It, I'm pretty sure it was Dana. That's kind of magic. The secret <laughs> weapon to everything involved we do. Dina Culpepper, we love you. Everything awesome that happens is because Dina was involved. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, this has magic dust. Yes. Awesome. Uh, so tell us um, what lights your fire in your career. People. People. People, people, people. Um. You know, I, I love um, orientation. Really? I love the 
handing them their new safety vests and their, you know, new hard hats and they're all, they're so clean and fresh and bright and have their little newbie stickers on them. And I, I love when I drive by a job site and I see what I call my boys, my people out there on the job site, you know, operating equipment. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm so proud. I, they're making it, you know, and I've got them. I've got one, one guy that I hired. He was one of my first hires. And he just is coming up on Friday will be his one year anniversary. And everybody just talks about how good he is, such a good kid. And, you know, he came straight out of uh, the Southern Technology Center, the, but they have a heavy equipment operator school here in Ardmore. So I use that as one of my sources, a feeder, you know, for, for people because those, those guys are wanting to go to school to do this. So I'm like, hey, send them my way. And so he's a great example. Um, of what that school, you know, can offer us here locally. And he's just been great. And I'm just so excited, you know, just to have those guys. They just make me, they make my heart warm to know that I picked them, I hired them and they're still doing good and they're doing their work and they're loving their work. And it just makes me like a proud mom. (laughs) I get it. My um, business is um, tank trucks. And so if we're driving down the road and I would always put, I would always um, pointed out to my kids would be in the car. Well, my youngest, his birthday's today. He just turned 16, so they're not young anymore. But I would point it out, and he would say, "They finally one day they said, why do you always point that out?'" And I go, "For them working is how I have a job. I love them. I'm so proud yeah. of them. So awesome. So I know what you mean. It's so, and you're like, yeah, yeah, way to go, or you honk or something. So yeah, absolutely." It's kind of like, that was one of the nuggets I took away from, I think it was, was it Mike Shaw, the famous beard that said something about, do you realize that, you know, if it wasn't for the people, like we wouldn't have jobs. And then also if it wasn't for all the dumb things people do, we wouldn't have jobs. (laughs) Like, thank you people. And I guess don't thank you dumb people because that's, that's the bad part, right? Like that's the not fun policies and compliance and, all that stuff we have to keep up with because somebody did something really dumb once. So that was one of my nuggets from, I think it was Shaw. We could probably check that, but that sounds like something he would have said. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was Jessica who mentioned, uh, you know, dealing with children, right? You know, mm-hmm. do what you're told, yes. you know, be kind to people. Uh, yeah. Same, same. And keep kind your of hands that. to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Keep your hands to yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So what's your um, favorite tool in business and how is it applied, Natalie? This is going to sound so corny and I don't care. <laughs> I love Excel. I, I do too. I, I'm an Excel nerd. Um, you give me anything and I'm going to throw it in Excel. I, and most people would have like um, the adding machines on their desk. Oh, no. No. I just throw it in Excel. I, I do two plus two in Excel. I, I do <laughs> I always have Excel open in my background. I just, I'm a guru at it. Um, I'm good at it. Um, I guess everybody knows now. Well, I wasn't going to tell anybody I'm really good at Excel. So <laughs> it makes so many things of my life so much easier. But yeah, that's my go-to. Your, your pivot table good? I'm not pivot table good. Okay. But I'm, I'm learning the pivot table. Okay. You can get there. I'm, I'm getting there. That's my next um, thing is the pivot tables. Cause I'm like, I, I, 
I didn't even know this was a thing. I mean, yeah. I'm self-taught, you know, so. It's, yeah. Isn't it the best whenever yeah, you, you have sat there and you're like, I know this will work and you just dig at it and you keep doing it and then it come, it works and you go, oh, oh, I've done it, I've done it. I so do, I completely get what you're talking about. Excel, man, it, oh, yeah. it will change my life. Yeah, and my mail merging and all of that. Like, yeah. I look like a real expert when somebody needs something done like that. And I'm like, oh, sure, yeah, I'll just throw it in Excel. And then I print it out. They're like, how'd you do this? I'm like, eh, no big deal. You should just <laughs> say you have skills. It's it's all good. It's a skill, it's a skill set. Yeah. <laughs> it's your, yeah. I know, I love that. And then whenever, if you happen to show someone how to do it, or they're like, Oh my gosh, their mind is just go. Yeah, their mind. It, it is mind blowing when you see it for the first time and then you realize how easy it is. So I bet they're like, I had no idea. I'm like, oh yeah, best. <laughs> but what I hear out of that is that you are not afraid to dig in and figure it out. Oh yeah. I'm going to be always a learner for sure. There's always more, there's always a better way. There's always a faster way, a more efficient way. Um, you will never hear me say, well, that's just how we've always done it. Oh, that, uh-uh, that does not work for me. <laughs> not, especially when I see something that's inefficient. It, it, it's a, mm-hmm. it, it truly bothers me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my spices are organized by alphabet. I mean, why wouldn't you? That makes sense, right? It's the most efficient way to find oregano. Turn it to the O's. Well, let me let me tell you about Natalie. She had eighty percent of the conference planned on on day one. I was overwhelmed with the agendas and the ideas, and uh, she had already expanded the conference from the original two days to three. And you know, there was going to be something out in the lily fields and cartwheels and hula hoops and stuff. So. Uh, she's she's excited. She's passionate. She's got some ideas on her, and uh, this this conference is going to be great. It's going to be uh, in huge part because of of her and uh, undoing the stuff that I do. Well, then now, then Rob, what are you doing then? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Well, my, I think that, that my biggest and best idea for the conference, I don't think it's going to fly. I wanted to have a bonfire. And I wanted to host like roast hot dogs and marshmallows and s'mores. And I wanted to tell, hang on, wait for it. Gah, HR, you can't say it. It was go stories. And I had like HR big for goes. And I was like, oh, you can't pronounce it like that. Doesn't work. But I thought it was so close to Halloween. And I thought we could tell ghost HR stories and tell some of our funniest COVID stories stories right and just sit around the campfire i don't think that passed the (laughs) the test okay i think this will still happen because you can isn't there a pool there at the artesian and you could have it outside and i'm sure that they have a fire pit so i'm guessing it's still gonna occur maybe us three could at least get together and tell ghost hr stories okay Maybe we could get one of those sponsors to sponsor it because that's what we're working on right now is the sponsors and trying to figure out. Uh, yes. <laughs> there you go. Okay, sponsors, yeah. when you're listening, connect with Natalie <laughs> and Rob. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Somebody sponsor my ghost HR stories. Right. <laughs>
All right, Natalie. So what surprises you about HR? Doesn't. Oh. I mean, my, my favorite thing is, and, and I, I told this to a girl the other day, I said, you never can schedule your day, right? Hmm. I don't know if at 6.30 in the morning, my phone's going to be going off and, you know, some, you know, temps didn't show up or, you know, this happened or that happened or, you know, this meeting got moved or changed or, I mean, heaven forbid there's, you know, incident or an accident or, you know, anything like that. You, you can't plan HR. It, it doesn't work like that um, because you have to plan to be interrupted, right? Like you have to always have a flexible schedule because something, you know, major happens. Guess what? You've got to drop everything else you're doing and you do take care of that employee. Right. Um, and that, that's, I think what I love about it is that I don't know tomorrow morning at 8.05 what's going to be on my desk. <laughs> that it's, you know, and, and I feel confident in everything that I've got going on, you know, and I know how to handle everything and I can, I can prioritize um, and do all of those things. But I just, I love the different days because, you know, if you're, to me, I, I love accounting people and I love you know, the, the payroll people that can do all that, but it's like your weeks are kind of all the same, you know, like Monday, you're doing payroll, Tuesday, you're doing this, Wednesday, you're posting to the bank. I'm like, you know what you're doing every day. And that would be so boring for me. <laughs> I really enjoy the, uh, just the different topics too. You know, we've, we've got, my gosh, benefits coming up and, you know, safety meetings and, just golly, yeah. hunting, you know, headhunting, recruiting, hiring, orientation. I mean, it's just something different every day. Yeah. I think that's so, I think that's what's surprising about people. They think, okay, if I step into HR, it's only recruiting or it's only yeah. one thing. And then they, then they start learning about regulatory stuff or something else. And they're like, oh my God. You know, and, and benefits, like the strategy around benefits is crazy. Yeah, yeah, there's so many lanes that you could go down. We're a freeway, you know, like we got, what, 10 different lanes you could choose and really focus in. You could do kind of like I did at the beginning, be kind of a generalist and know mm -hmm. a little bit about a lot of things. Right. And then, you know, I think whenever I really started focusing in on the regulatory stuff, I think it was in 2000, I have to look, I think it was 2010. It's um, when I got my PHR mm -hmm. and took that test. And it was like six months of studying. And it was just, oh my God, like, am I ever going to need this? And it's just, oh. yeah, every day. <laughs> you know, if I don't need it, somebody else needed it or something like that. So it's, it's amazing. It's actually one of those things that when you study for and you ask that, it's like, oh, yeah, actually, you do need that. Because I get questioned, you know, sometimes they'll call in and, hey, is this this or that that? And I'm like, oh, let's go sit down and have dinner. No, you can't do that. <laughs> and here's why. And here's the law <laughs> behind it. And yeah, we, we no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
When you studied for um, your PHR, did you take a course or did you do it all on your own? I did it all on my own. Um, I was actually working for the city of Ardmore and we had the learning kit. Uh -huh. And this is a while back. Um, so we had actually the CDs that you put in. Oh. The yeah, we had the learning, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, we had that. Learning system. Learning system, there you go. And yeah, I just used that and then took the um, tests over and over and over and over and over <laughs> and over until <laughs> I felt comfortable. And about six months, I felt really good about it. I was also finishing up my MBA at that time. And I was, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was in some very uh, strategic management courses, and very strategy aligned thinking. Right. And um, I tell people, yes, the, the learning system. I think I would have still passed it um, just having studied through the learning system. But I really think that um, being in those final courses of my MBA also really helped me with the strategic thinking pieces. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How, how so? I mean, I, I think that's interesting. How so? What, what was it that prompted just because I think in the learning system, when it was asking the strategic questions, I didn't have to really think about it. It was more kind of, well, I think this would work or I think that would work versus in my um, in my college. It was I mean, I was writing papers around theories of strategies and how this would incorporate into this business. And, um, you know, this this way of thinking for this business plan here's how I'm going to unfold it over the next so many years and all of this. Um, I think that just took a lot more thought processing uh -huh. for me to think strategically down the road, how all of this is going to come into one business model versus when I was learning in the, or in the system, I think it was just more still kind of multiple choice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. Well, good. So the takeaway we just heard is while you're getting your MBA, also study for your certification so that you can pass both. <laughs> yes, and have a one-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. 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 That, wow. Bravo. Here's a high five. That's what I tell people. They're like, you know, do you want to take on like this Heidi with the fall conference? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm a true multitasker like if you can do those three things at the same time I got this I can do anything <laughs> wow I'm I'm wow uber impressed way to go so which area in HR do you like the best and that's what I like the orientation because I love seeing that's the excitement and um, just that part is just fun for me. Um, I really also like um, when it comes time for employee recognition, mm. um, we're getting ready to have our first um, quarterly safety meeting here in a week or so. And it's just fun for me to get my Excel spreadsheet out and sort them. By, you know, so we have some stickers that we put on the back of their um, hard hats that say, yep. you know, one year of service, two years yep. of service. And that to me is just, just recognition of them. Um, I try really hard um, 
to go see the crews out on the job sites, um, take them pizza, you know, just check in with them, check in with the foreman. Hey, you guys need a new vest. You need anything? You know, here's some, some shades, you know, to, to put on their hats to keep them cool or this or that, you know, I just checking in with my people and, and recognizing that again, I wouldn't have a job if you weren't doing what you're doing. So, right. They right. are what is important. Right. I, and isn't a hard hat sticker the easiest thing to do and they love it so much. Right. It's like, my gosh, this doesn't have to be hard. This is simple. This little right. sticker made somebody so happy. Yep. It's not hard to recognize people. <laughs> so Natalie, here's a, a different question that we have added to our rotation, but what makes someone smart in HR? Experience. <laughs> well true well, well um yeah i think I, I again you know i i passed the phr and then i was one of those lucky ones that with the sherm cp kind of got into that lane real quick yep and so um yes i have some letters behind my name but that's not all of what in captures why i'm i'm good in hr Right. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 oh, my gosh. This one time. Yes, I had this person that did this and here's how we handled it. And but really, yes, it's experiences. But then the first time I have an experience that I'm like, ooh, I don't know what to do about this. Guess what? I know someone who does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. my network that makes me smart, because if I don't know it, I guarantee you one of you guys have been through what I've been through and I can make a very confidential phone call and, you know, just have a sounding board. I've got a sounding board of, gosh, 50, 60 different people. Right. You know, and it's, it's fantastic because it's, I don't have to know it all. <laughs> right. 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 And you, you just said this, but you have been a huge proponent for, for this podcast. And I say it all the time. I've taken nuggets away from this and using it in my business. And you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You had posted on Facebook and you posted, I think on LinkedIn too, just saying, you know, this is so great. I, and it just made my heart so happy that you heard something that resonated with you that you could, you know, go back to your work and then keep moving, keep going, keep, you know, get that oomph back to be excited again. So just, Oh gosh. You know, I think we all get in, yeah, we all get in ruts and we all get in, you know, just com compliant, you know, attitudes or whatever behaviors. But yeah, I, um, I had, um, dinner the other night with Mary Campbell. She's our, mm -hmm. our Valeria Sharon president. And I told her, uh, I emailed her actually a couple of days and she goes, I saw your email. I did. I'm going to listen. I said, I'm just telling you, like everybody who's been working from home, and mm -hmm. needs to come back. This is a great way, especially for anybody who's been to conferences and, and has, has seen, you know, the Michelle Killingsworth and, right. uh, you know, Mike Shaw and, oh my gosh, Jessica and Heidi and gosh, Crystal, all, all of them. Um, it was so great for me to just hear their voices. Mm -hmm. um, but then to learn their stories. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've been serving with some of these people for several years and, and I've never sat down and said, how did you get started? So mm -hmm. 
it was really great for me to hear just some of their background, but just to hear their voices. And I loved it. I loved yep. everything about it. So thank you all for doing this. Well, I, I very much appreciate your input. So thank you. Thank you. So I love it. Yes, yes. And you're welcome. It's been so fun. Well, we have taken up a lot of your time and we want to get to the fun part of asking the, you know, the quick knee jerk questions kind of dig deep into Natalie. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So, but let, before I start there, Rob, did you have any other questions that I missed you? Nope. You're good. Okay. All right. Well, Natalie, in the past year, what has been a revelation that you've learned about yourself or that you've done differently? The past year. Well, okay. So this goes back to my mantra that I know you haven't asked about, but I'm going to give it to you. So it goes right in hand in hand with that. So my mantra is you can do anything just stay anchored. So that goes back to Southeastern and my sorority, which is Sigmatol, and our uh, symbol was an anchor. Oh, got it. She's showing her ankle with the anchor. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, years ago, um, I was going through a really, really tough time in my life, and I had a I just had a piece of notebook paper there, and I was reading one of my self-help books, which I've read them all. But um, I just wrote a, on a piece of notebook paper, you've got this, you can, or you can do anything, stay anchored. And I just drew a pencil anchor on it, and it was on my refrigerator. And then it, it followed me, and it was on this office. And I've had that same piece of paper for, uh, oh gosh, since 2012, that same exact piece of paper. I keep it with me. It's in my laundry room now. So every time I go in and out my door, I see it and have a picture of me and some of my sorority sisters there with it. And it just reminds me, I mean, we've been through a lot of stuff over the years together and, and you really can do anything if you just stay anchored with who you are and stay anchored with, um, be true to yourself and, and stay anchored with your friends and, and keep, Keep the good people in check and, you know, just stay anchored. You're on mute. Okay, I'm at home and my husband apparently is blowing something and I'm about to go out there. <laughs> anyway, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh awesome. anyway, it is awesome so here's real life here's what happens in real life <laughs> Being at, so I apologize for the It's. I think he has the blower out there blowing leaves <sighs> alright I. so I'm not going to ask you the next question because I love the, your mantra you can do anything stay anchored so thank you and, and I think that we all need to hear that um of what's important and so you have your core of your friends who are important to you and I think we all need, need to remember that we have people that we can rely on so good good um so copying from Brene Brown um what do most people get wrong about you oh my gosh I have a condescending face 
<laughs> I know. And, you and have so a what face? Condescending. And, and I. No, you don't. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> no, it, um, sometimes I think when I, but I've really tried to work on this over the past couple of years because I, I had been told, you know, you really sound condescending. I'm like, I do. Oh, I, I, oh, oh, I don't mean to. Like, I absolutely do not mean to sound condescending. I, I just, it's just my face and it's just the way I talk. Um, so I, I'm really not a condescending person. It's just the way I come across, I think. No, you're thoughtful. I can see you're, you, you think you're stopping and you're thinking. So that's what okay. I'm going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, that works. I like that. And I and I I appreciate that too because I get the mean the mean mouth face too. So yeah, <laughs> I get you. All right. So what recent TV show have you been obsessed with? Oh, so let's see here. Working Moms is. Oh, is that on Netflix? Netflix, yeah. Yeah, I, I just started, I started it a couple, like, I don't know, a year ago. And then I guess a new season came out. So then I had to restart to kind of remember everything that was happening. Um, also, Binging Manifest, that's out right now. Um, Kim's Convenience was hilarious. You all seen that? Is that funny? I haven't seen it. I see it on there. It's hilarious. It's one of those that you can just watch and it's like 20, 30 minutes and mindless, just funny. Um, but you do have to pay attention to catch all the jokes. Oh, so, so it's smart. Yeah. It's smart. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Okay. Then I will add that one because I've, I've seen that a couple of times and I, it, it's perked my interest, but I haven't watched it. So I'm glad to hear somebody's watched it. Said it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so what book or podcast has had the most profound effect on you and how did it change you? Find Your Lane by Bruce Waller. Oh, well, guess what? Yeah. Oh, See? Look there. We just talked to Bruce yesterday. He's going to be. Did. Oh, my God. Is he not the best? He's like a ray of sunshine. For real. He is. Yeah. He, um, so I, I got the book, read the book, um, and then I, I did the journal, right? Um, the five-year journal started it, and just writing down one sentence a day about stuff, it was like, how's that going to be profound? But, oh my gosh, it is, because to look back now in that journal and see, like, where I was at mentally a year ago, I, I'm just like, Wow. Um, and so especially when COVID hit and I had kind of going back in the, just a little one sentence a day, just a little jotting something down. But um, I think the reason, you know, one of those was so profound is um, I was in healthcare at the time uh, when, when COVID kind of started. And um, I, you know, just, I was very terrified. I'm type one diabetic and I was scared to death to go to work. Um, to be around nurses, I, I literally was having panic, like panic and anxiety was so high. And I did end up quitting my job because I thought I can't, 
do this. Like if I get COVID and I end up in the hospital, I'm going to die. <laughs> I've got a right. kid. And I just, I, I really, and I know a lot of people, you know, mentally were, were in bad places, but I literally quit my job. I thought I, I'll find something else. And I was going to just start, um, you know, consulting or <laughs> I was like anything to work from home. <laughs> what can right. I do? <laughs> and, um, you know, it was a, it was about five or six weeks that, um, I was at home and uh, I was on LinkedIn and I, you know, done some things with some, with some of my networking people. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to get back on LinkedIn and just see what's out there. And the day that they had posted this position is the day I got back on LinkedIn. And so. Oh my God. Talk about some fate, right? Um, it was totally meant to be. Um, Aaron, I needed, the word yeah, Aaron it was. I, I needed the break. You know, I needed the break um, for a minute and to come back, you know, resilient and um, rejuvenated. I needed that break. And um, so just moving on to the next chapter. But this this lane, yeah. you know, as Bruce would call it, this, this lane feels good. This lane works. I, I was I was kind of in cruise control in my other lane. You get in that cruise control. And here it's like, woo, so feet up, slow down, feet up, slow down. Yeah. Um, you got to pay attention because things are changing. But uh, yeah, it's a great book and great read for anybody who, you know, is, is in their career and, and maybe hit a hit a pause in it. Right. So you've talked about that. Thank you so much for sharing that piece. I think that's important. And and thank you for, for trusting this to be able to say it. So thank you. Um, one question I have, and this is, this is being selfish because my company is asking it too, but what do you think is something that we can do um, for the, the wellness well-being for our employees that may be different than just providing benefits or providing vacation time or, or something like that? What do you, do you guys, do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, I, I honestly, um, I don't think, you know, throwing necessarily money at things is a thing. I, I think people want recognition. They want thank yous. They want, you know, I did um, a thing uh, at my previous job where I just put things in their mailboxes and asked them, you know, their their name, how long they had been there, just a little tidbit about you, what's your favorite hobbies or whatever. And then I took their picture and then I made these little call them flashcards or whatever I, you, I did it in PowerPoint, but, you know, just, and then put them up on Facebook once a week and highlighted our staff, right. You know, just introducing our staff and our team members on Facebook. I loved it. And then right. you tag them in it and then their family would see it mm-hmm. and then they spread it. And it's free. Right. And it took nothing and they felt good. And um, we did that with our volunteers that we had too at the time. And, um, you know, like, I want to do that with our, with our staff here and, and introduce, you know, all the people via our Facebook page and, you know, it's free recognition. And when you, when you just stop by and say, hi, thank right. you. Right. It doesn't cost a lot. Um, no. thank you. just thank you for what you do. You're important in saying that and right. not staying in your office all the time and sending an email about it. <laughs> right. Right. Getting well, out there. Literally putting your hard hat on with them and shaking their hand or going taking them pizza or whatever. I think that's 
that's one of those things that you, you can't do with any amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Natalie, you sound and act on what people need. So <laughs> yes. thank you for doing that. And, um, and also hopefully this will encourage others to do that and step out of their office and go say hello to people down the, down the hallway, or if they work at a different office, connecting with them. So I hope that you have started a movement. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you so much for visiting with us and good luck on the artesian experience. Say the name of that, the conference again. Resilience, Connect and Restore by OKHR. Okay. Okay. Check the the links in the the podcast notes for more information. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be a great conference, and we are going to be limited to how many, Rob? 200. 200? Because it's it's not a a huge space, so it will be probably first come, first serve. Yep. Get your hand up. Pick me. Okay. Well, thank you guys. And until next time, bye, Natalie. Bye, Bye, Natalie. Bye.